0: Touchline Takes. In some terms, a better combination than Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, this broadcast. Touchline Takes podcast. Excuse me for being excited, people.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Takes. I'm your host Cam, joined by my co-host Carl, and we are here to give you the latest, the greatest, and uh, the wa- the the wackiest.
0: The wackiest. This is going to be the wackiest episode we've ever done. It actually, um, kind of. It kind
1: of is. We're not really lying about that part. Are we? No,
0: I, I'm about ready to shotgun this beer, even though I just opened it. So.
1: Well, first, of all, I guess we'll. This is kind of becoming a thing. So, to we'll start it off, we'll get on the right. Foot here, off the right foot. There we go. Cheers. We
0: we are not sponsored by Bud Light, but these new Bud Light summer seltzers. Unbelievable. This is a mango mai tai. Everyone's
1: first time, in the seltzer game these days.
0: First time trying it. It's an eight out of ten. I I really would give it an eight out of ten. It's like that you, you really can feel the the mango and the mai in the seltzer.
1: Wow, Bud Light actually uh makes something taste like like something for once. All right. Well, I guess I'll I'll give the listeners some information so that they're not just um sitting here listening to us talk about nothing. Uh we're gonna talk Euros, we're gonna talk Jamie Vardy, we're gonna Ooh. talk more MLS D3 rumors, we're gonna talk um some lower league um Failures. Failures. Apps. Snafus. Is that a word?
0: Snafu. I think that's a thing. It is.
1: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, just kind of recap how things are going in both NISA and USL. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, We'll talk about how I got into an argument with a troll on Reddit for absolutely no reason. Um,
0: (laughs) I feel like this is a weekly thing, though.
1: This is like a weekly thing. I'm really good at wasting my time on people on Reddit who um, absolutely don't deserve it. Um, (laughs)
0: It's the Florida life there's my
1: cat um she's she's been watching a lot of usl so uh we might Big expect fan. some tactical analysis from her later on the pod but um yes. yeah to start it off I, I just wanted to for those of you that are watching on youtube Ooh. picked up this um vintage vancouver white like usl it. kit uh i'm not gonna show it to you but it has like a usl champion something take it like, off 2006 or something on here uh, so very cool. Um, shout out to the guys at uh, Golasso Kits for that. Uh, we may talk to them in the future here. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but it's pretty cool guys.
0: Spoiler alert. Yeah. And uh, Carl, um, how you doing, man? I'm good. You know, I, uh, I, I can't really complain about anything right now. We've uh, been doing a lot of good things with this podcast and we've been doing a lot of good things, you know, seeking our individual happiness as well, which I think is very important yeah. to do um, outside of this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. For you listeners who are listening, you know, turn us on when you're cooking, turn us, turn, turn us up when you're walking through the streets or through the woods or going for a hike. Like we're, we're a relaxing podcast. We, we, we will mm. give you the content you need and deserve and want, but we'll also calm you down. Potentially. Potentially. Or we could just get you pissed off. Like I mean, that that seems, you know, either one of those. Yours. The choice yeah. is yours. However, you want to read into what we say or the information we give you, you know, we are we're we're gonna say it as unbiased. <laughs> okay. We're we I'm not gonna promise I'm gonna be unbiased. Like that's the last thing I'm gonna promise on this podcast. Okay, um, okay. Cam, how are you, how's, how's the Florida sunshine? Like what's what's going It's
1: good. I went for a little float down. um, So I've been pretty petrified since I moved down here of uh, any body of water, even the ocean. Um, You know, you got, you got stingrays in there, sharks, all kinds of stuff. Um, But I I think I've been more petrified of little like ponds, streams, rivers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, because you know, there's gators in there, obviously, um, you snakes, the gators. who knows what other creatures, but bodies, I, uh, I slightly overcame that fear. Um, this past weekend, uh, me and my girlfriend, we went on a little, uh, we went to the state park kind of near Gainesville. It's, uh, it's one of those like crystal clear little springs in Florida. Um, and you can rent a tube and float down. It's kind of nice because. You you flow down with a bunch of other people, so you don't really have to worry about, like, gators and snakes and stuff. Now, uh, truth be told, <laughs> we saw a snake and saw a gator on uh, the way down, but but we were all good. Everything was fine. Right. It was very relaxing. So, yeah, well, it, it's y- been good, man. And I I also, uh, you know, I, I think I've already mentioned in the pod, I joined a Sunday league. Uh, oh, I've now yes. also joined a seven-on-seven <laughs> league as well. So, uh, we're really – I'm 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 getting into it I'm gonna be joining a USL squad in no time
0: how how out of shape are you scale of one to ten very bad (laughs) and I checked my
1: blood pressure at a um at a Publix the other day and it said hi so we're 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 struggling on all fronts on this podcast
0: (laughs) well I hope for the best for you um when it comes to that I mean when it comes to Gators though you know what they always say you don't have to outrun the gator, you just have to outrun the slowest person. You zigzag. You gotta zigzag. That's what you they zigzag. Say. They can't see straight, right? They like because their eyes are like off to the side, like little I don't
1: know what it is, but apparently you're supposed to zigzag. Like they can run straight really fast, but I guess they struggle at changing directions. So that's why you
0: gotta mm. zigzag. And this podcast is brought to you by Animal Planet. <laughs> I, I don't know why they would ever sponsor us, but you know, <laughs> look anything we can get um so carl why don't we start with something a little wacky wacky i like wacky anything wacky can is a-okay in my book so i was thinking we'd start with uh, a little piece of news that came
1: out i think we're uh, about two weeks away from it now so we're, we're getting there late um but we'll make the discussion fun because we're obviously not breaking any news mm-hmm. uh jamie vardy jamie, Varder, uh, jamie vardy <laughs> of leicester city uh he became a part owner of uh the rochester rhinos uh in a move that i think surprised literally everyone um we, we're not quite sure what the you know the ownership percentage is but mm-hmm. um from the article i read on the athletic he seems very uh involved and interested in the project um apparently he's been messaging the current the previous owners but also they're still the owners the, his new co-owners uh he's mm-hmm. been messaging them constantly um he's very excited about you know the facilities and this and that we still have no clue what league they're playing in there's been plenty of speculation but nobody really knows um they last played in the usl i think 2017 or 2018
0: yeah it um, was a few years ago
1: Yeah, a couple years back. I mean, they were a really good organization. They won USL a couple times. They are the last non-MLS team to have won the U.S. Open Cup uh, back in 1999. It's been Um, that long? Yeah, long time. They beat, I believe, four MLS clubs on the way to that victory. So uh, quite the exciting bit of news. And before I have you comment, Carl, because I'm sure you've got some comments to make, I've got a couple things to show you um, now, audio listeners.
0: I'm sorry. Close, you're going your to close your eyes and envision it.
1: You're going to have to check is that, check it out on YouTube. Maybe I'll post the stuff on, um, on Twitter, but for starters, I got a uh, 1999 Rochester rhinos pocket wow. schedule. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of went it, for it. I was, it was like $3. So I figured and why it's not? laminated. And it's laminated. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's like in one of those like, um,
0: protective cases,
1: protective sleeves that you'd get for Pokemon cards, but that's not all. That's not all folks. I also found,
0: Oh, Rochester rhinos. He's <laughs> the biggest fan. You, you're, yeah. you're literally, yeah, the I'm, biggest I'm ready for fan. the party
1: party in Rochester, man. I'm ready for it. So
0: <laughs> I'll, I love I think it. I'll,
1: I'll keep this on for the podcast, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy what you can find on eBay. Uh, probably in total I paid twenty bucks for both of these things. So,
0: mm-hmm. that's yeah, I love it. That that's so cool. And no, I I was definitely I think you were the one that sent me that uh article on Jamie Vardy and the Rochester Rhinos. And I like I I think had like heart palpitations just because like I couldn't believe it. So did he from all the Red Bull? <laughs> but, but I I think I think. Once I sat down and like started thinking about it more, it didn't shock me as much because mm-hmm. um Vardy, you know, seems like somebody who would be interested in this. For, you know, a lot of you who don't know, Jamie Vardy came up through those lower leagues in England. Yes. And he it took him a while to get to Leicester City. I think he was in his mid twenties or something like that before yeah. He actually got to Leicester City in the season and, you know, and he first kind of appeared on everybody's radar that season that, mm-hmm. you know, Leicester City won in like 2016. And since then, he's just been, you know, consistent. He's been unbelievable. So yeah. for, him, for him to get involved, you know, in a low, I think it's more surprising it happening in the U.S. rather than in the U.K. But still, like, I mean, I, I don't think it matters how much of the ownership he has just Rochester Rhinos with you know the name tied to them Jamie Vardy I think is going to get them so much attention and so much publicity and you know a lot more revenue I mean you you're already buying things off eBay now so they're not making any money off that but right but hey look
1: they put out a sweet jersey when they finally uh get to the playing field
0: I mm -hmm. you know how I am I'm I'm addicted so I'd probably get one definitely no I, I I think this is one of the the coolest you know lower league soccer stories like we've seen we've seen for a while and I'm really interested to see where it goes
1: yeah i mean you know we saw we saw uh Landon Donovan be an integral part of um San Diego Soccers mm-hmm. uh we've seen um Didier Drogba um with his uh Phoenix ownership and uh, kind of player owner status um, we've seen similar with um Tim DeMarcus Howard Beasley too, DeMarcus Beasley. Yeah. However, all of those were sort of new, new projects. This is, right. this is really interesting. And I think, um, I think, you know, the, the more I read into it, the more I realized that he's done his research, he knows right. the history of this club. And I think that was probably his reasoning for buying it. Now, I mean, you could also pull in the history of Rochester being um, sort of an industrial town and, you know, Vardy's got his history working in a factory as well prior to getting his break in, in football. But um, yeah, I, I think it's more of a well thought out move than, than many people would have originally thought. Obviously yeah. it's not a huge market. Um, right. There's also the competition from uh, flower city FC, the NISA club that's, that's uh, coming to Rochester um, who, recently purchased or not purchased but um, has absorbed the the Rochester Lancers um, men's teams into their organization but um, nevertheless I I think it's interesting and um, I think you know the discussion that is on everyone's mind is mm-hmm. what league are they going to play in I mean we there have been rumors and I don't know where the basis is for them right that they would put it in the new MLS
0: D3 league but It seems like a
1: bit of a disservice to their history and also to Vardy's ambitions.
0: Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I really don't know how I feel about them going to that. I I would love them to see them in like a USL league one or a USL (laughs) championship. Yeah. Um, I I think that would be a perfect spot for them to be in. Um, You know, I, I would be really surprised if the MLS, you know, sort of lent out its hand for them to join Because I don't think it's really a market they're looking, you know, to kind of establish in. Because, I mean, the MLS throughout their history, and I think we'll see even with this D3 league, and I mean, this might be a good segue into talking more about this, Mm -hmm. but I feel like they're more looking towards the bigger cities. They've always been like that. When, you know, the USL NISA has always been more grassroots looking at places like, you know... uh, Wow, there's just so many of them. I, um, you know, a place like El Paso or um, a place like or for Forward Madison, you know, Madison was right. like just those type of places has always been kind of the shtick for USL throughout their history. Um, I just I couldn't see MLS doing something like that, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: and I I think you know it's it's also. We're we're not sure what they have maintained in terms of a, um, a franchise, I, I'm, uh, a licensing. I guess I guess it is. You know, uh, right. I've seen things saying, uh, "Hey, they've been paying for a USL League One license the past couple of years." Oh no, they've actually maintained their USL Championship license hmm. um, for the past couple of years. You know, they've been paying whatever fee. I don't know. There's, there's not much information. The Athletic didn't say anything about that uh, with their interview with the owners. Um, I, I would be actually pretty surprised, I think, if they didn't maintain the relationship with USL, especially mm-hmm. if there's any future in terms of um, you know, promotion and relegation between the two leagues. I think it would make sense, like you said, for them to start out in USL League One again, um, mm-hmm. get off the ground. Obviously Vardy's had a pretty good history of um developing talent with his um what is it v9 Academy, I think he had yeah. uh in England. So um it might it might make a lot of sense. Now <laughs> the one thing I will say is if their prospect was more leaning towards MLS D three, the memes would be pretty great if they aligned with Red Bull New York.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean <laughs> It, it, it writes itself, right? Like, right. But it, Vardy's just, got his his affiliation already, and and that would you you know he would do anything for a lifetime supply
0: of Red Bull. So oh, he's. It's, I, I I can just picture Vardy in the tunnel before every match, just shotgunning a Red Bull and just going out there and just it it's you know they they, they say Red Bull gives you wings, and for Vardy, I feel like it gives him another. You know, ten miles per hour of speed um, when he's playing out there. But <laughs> I it, it, if that happens, if, careful, it, Carl. That...
1: You know what they say: <laughs> chat shit, get banged.
0: Um No, I, I hope not. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, because I feel like Rochester and Vardy's ambitions are above what. MLS wants the D3 league to be which is a complete development league I think Vardy wants to have you know and be part of a club that's going to have success he wants to be part of a club that's going to win I feel the worry might be and you know and I think it's a lot of concerns with this you know this D3 MLS league is they're just going to be rotating play. like it's you know we like we talked about it's a minor league club right you're just going to be rotating players up and down Um, and is the goal really isn't going to be winning the goal, you know, is going to be more about developing those players.
1: Yeah. And I Um, guess, you know, um, I had, I had one last question before maybe we, we, uh, move into more MLS D3 talk. Um, do you think he will turn out for the club at all? Or do you think this will just be a purely backroom situation?
0: How old is Vardy now?
1: Mm, oh, i want to say like 32 33 i can confirm 30. that for you while you're giving your opinion if you want
0: um he's 34 wow holy 34, cow. Okay. um i think he will i i wouldn't be surprised honestly i i i think that would be something he would be really interested in um if it came down to that um I, I maybe, and now thinking about it more, maybe that's the long-term goal and plan for him is he said, hey, I want to go to the U.S. We're sort of a lower league club that I can try to help revive and possibly go and play for, you know, in my earlier 30s, you know, in a couple years or something. So who knows? I, 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 I think there's a high possibility. Um, I, I would give it... Probably like sixty percent chance. I would say a sixty percent chance. Those are good um, odds. I'll take those odds. Yeah. Now we can when we post this, we can add old takes exposed and see how how far off I was in four to five years, or maybe sooner when he gets done playing. Um, I don't know if he's going to get done playing anytime soon for Leicester because he just had another monster season for them again, and they qualified for a Champions League. So. Um, or no, uh, they no, yeah, they got they missed, last, they last. missed oh, yeah, but
1: just barely. Right,
0: Chelsea got it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Crap, Tottenham definitely didn't get it, that's for sure. But um, I I don't know, maybe. God, now I'm second guessing myself. No, sixty percent chance, sixty percent chance. I'm writing it down. I'm marking it down. He comes to Rochester to play, and be you know a player part owner type of deal.
1: Well, I think that's uh about as good as we're gonna get on that topic. You know, it's we'll we'll find <laughs> out in time. But um Carl, uh first of all, I've got a visitor here. So if anyone was curious, this is That's my the cat. cat. Um, say hi. <laughs> we'll let her go back down and do her thing. Um, let's talk about MLSD three. I think we've uh <laughs> we've gotten a little bit more information. Um I've seen some clubs have um pretty much announced where they're going to play or not where they're going to play, but um, confirmed that they're going to pull their two teams and put them in D3. Um, any, any more thoughts? I mean, we already, we already kind of gave a lot of our thoughts on this whole situation,
0: but um, what are you thinking? I hate it. Next question. All um, right. Okay. We no. can move on. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I do want to expand on that. I, I don't hate it as much as what I did before. Um, I, I think I, I'm, I'm more optimistic that they will mind their own business with this D3 league. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our biggest concern that we talked about on our previous podcast when, um, discussing this was that they would sort of set this up to, you know, to push out USL, to kind of push out NISA um that's to say that they might not still be seeking this league to have that division two status um who knows but i i i've with more information now about it i feel a little more confident that that wouldn't be the case um i think yeah. uh you know some uh, of the things
1: i've read is just that the the case for the two teams in USL is just no longer relevant you know they're not drawing the crowds that USL wanted and just the no, the overall no. philosophies are no longer um meshing anymore that no. um like you said uh this is a development league and i think we can be we can find some comfort in that um there is the whole part of bringing in independent clubs but i see that as more of a sham any independent club that wants to Play to win is not going to join. Not going go, in, in my no. opinion. Um, 100%. You may. What you may see is you may see some of the um, youth clubs out there that are have some ambitions of giving kids a slight step up without having right. to leave the area. They may join in on this, um, but I, you know, I really, I'm not as worried as I think I previously was. Right,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, um, I, I, I just think that they. I, I do. I, I think they're, they're doing this solely to seek a developmental type of leak. They're not doing this to be another MLS or another competitive leak. They're not looking to create, because all of us know, you know, by this point that MLS, as of right now, is st- still not seeking anything when it comes to, you know, ProRel. Like, and that's a whole different conversation we can talk about every single podcast. But I, I just don't... See them wanting to be a competitive anything more than a dev, developmental league, and I don't see them trying to you know seek that Division Two status and push out the USL. I, I think they will, you know, if until maybe they feel more threatened by the USL, which I think they should at this point. But that's besides you know what's going on here. Um, I think they will, you know, kind of stay to their side. USL will be on their side. And they'll mind each other's business, at least for the first couple of years. Um, I think what we've seen in the past, too, is MLS try to do these things and they completely fold. Yeah. So you know,
1: it's uh, I think I, if I remember correctly, there was a reserve league at one point, yep. And then that uh, became the USL partnership. Essentially, they just moved right. all their reserve teams into into that. Um, so, yeah, I think it was announced that they expect 20 teams to participate in the first season. Mm -hmm. um i think most of the two teams that i've seen are going to join that the only one i haven't seen anything from yet is red bull um there are more i just can't really think of them right now um i was surprised to see like uh sporting kansas city join as well as i believe um north texas which is fc dallas's um youth system joining Mm -hmm. as well uh i kind of figured that those those academies or um production lines would be you know they're, they've they produced some talent so I, I really was expecting right. that they would continue to want a high level of competition however not yeah. the case um, speaking of competitions <laughs> and competitions that did not happen let's go to USL yes. um, where uh. all is not perfect as we would like it to be no. Uh Oakland, Oakland Roots. Great at marketing. Not so great at uh putting together a playable field. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so can awful. You, can dude. you tell the, you know, let's how about can you actually explain the situation a little bit just in case anyone yeah not so, aware?
0: Um for people who aren't aware or maybe just riding, catching this USL train earlier on, Oakland Roots, huge, huge marketing campaign. They're huge in Nisa, one of the bigger clubs in NISA. Came on up to now. What are they? USL League One? Is it no, Elite? they're in the championship. They're yeah. in the championship. Okay, so that shows you. I mean, maybe their marketing campaign isn't as great as we thought. Um, but <laughs> they um they're getting ready to play. It was Sacramento, right? They're getting ready to play. And uh, yeah, yes, I believe it was Sacramento. Yeah. See that? I'm I'm one for two now. Um, so <laughs> I saw the pictures of this. And it was unbelievable. <laughs> But so um, all, all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know how long before the game, but it comes out that they can't play. The USL releases a statement mm-hmm. that they can't play because – Yeah, that's of, important. That's important. The USL head office said, nope, not happening. Yeah, the USL immediately, you know, mm-hmm. said we are not playing. And you have to imagine because it's sort of – I think this is one of the bigger games of the weekend, Oakland Roots. This is like yeah. their first home They had home a lot planned too. That
1: should be mentioned. Right. They had uh, a lot of Juneteenth – um festivities planned for this game um and that was that was a big part of their statement that they put out
0: regarding the situation yeah so it it, and the field literally looks like you you have a green patch of grass here and then it looks like someone just took like a piece of turf like a small rectangle and laid it over that patch of grass like it it looked like a checkered board and like really bad it was really bad. And, you know, I, there, there's enough issues, you know, at times when you have like players from Europe coming over here, players from South America coming over here, complaining about the turf and the playing fields of some of these like stadiums in the USL, in the MLS. But I mean, props to the USL for seeing this field and just being like, you know what, like that's not it. Like that that's not going to happen. So um I, I mean, it was, it was bad. bad.
1: Like, I, you know, I, can you, can you screen I, I didn't share really, that? Are you able uh, to
0: share your yeah, screen? Th- you see I think at the I can actually
1: do that real quick. Yeah. yeah sh- we're, we're Touchline takes is going to take a. We're, uh, we're
0: getting tech. Technological. Let me
1: that do that real quick here. Um, For you audio
0: listeners. I want you to close your eyes and I'm going to describe this field to you in perfect detail.
1: Let me see if I can do this the most effective way. This is, we're really just not,
0: we're, we're, we're learning. We are learning on the fly, but, um,
1: for somebody that's used as much, um, zoom as I have.
0: Okay. We're doing this.
1: share. Okay. Can you see
0: it? Yes. Oh my. Okay. Like, look yeah, at, this like, is bad. No, like, so, I don't know so, what
1: this is, but it's brutal.
0: So the field they're playing on looks like a you know a, a, an American football field, mm-hmm. and they look like they have just like I don't even know how long this is like rectangles of turf. They're just laying over the football field, and
1: <laughs> it's not a bad stadium, but it's just no.
0: But it's just I mean I I'm I'm looking at so this the statement from the USL or from Oakland Roots. Let's see. I I got it pulling up here. It says, you know, Roots family the match has been called off tonight as the field was not approved by the USL and tonight's match officials. Like that's, that's no surprise. Um, We, we must apologize for not playing this historic home opener. Um, But the, the last line sort of gets me too, is we will work to be better and take full responsibility for the errors in preparation. So I think they, they probably knew and realized like, you know going into it like yikes like this might be uh not good like and i mean you see that that view right there like you can just see the patches that they just kind of you know placed over it and yeah i'm trying to see if
1: i could find a better uh a better picture of it but i mean you can kind of see it right here it's just it's i i guess the the issue was they started they like leased the turf yeah. Um, in 2019, mm, this so, is um, so.
0: I, I, I have this article right here, and I don't know how right true here. this is, so someone's gonna have to fact check it. But apparently, this the turf that they leased was once leased as well by the New York Cosmos. <laughs>
1: so the, the guy said in his back tweet, when they were so, playing at Hofstra, probably.
0: Yeah, so uh, in uh, <laughs> the end of the tweet says, May this turf live forever. Um, I mean. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going for. Like, hey, this is you know famous turf, you know that was once used by the Cosmos. Like, let's bring it in and let's. But it just didn't work out like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, hopefully the next time they try to, I don't know when they're going to be holding another home game, but let's hope when they do it again, like they actually have a playable surface because they're they're going to be such a fun team yeah. to watch and follow and like you said their marketing is so good um we're talking about part owners marshawn lynch you know one of the you right. know most likable players in you know the nfl has I a stake in i haven't in this. really looked but i i hope that they've got some some permanent stadium
1: plans in the future here because I, I, as we've seen um it's getting to the point where this is farcical for a team to be playing or to be showing up with a a pitch like this in the championship you know we've got the colorado switchbacks who just opened their beautiful new stadium um right and they're seeing great attendance on that uh as we've talked about time and time again uh louisville even Mm -hmm. the tampa bay rowdies you know they've they've made do and actually i think made a uh, baseball stadium look pretty nice right um for for what it's worth you know this is this is a time for USL to, I think, do exactly what they did: lay the law down, and make it known that they're not playing around, and literally will not be playing on a field on like a this. On bad turf, yeah. So, no,
0: and, and it, it's. It's really unfortunate because obviously some of these clubs in the USL can't really afford to build their own stadium. Um, I know it just came out, I think a few weeks ago, that Fres- Fresno is now looking to build their own USL stadium, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. You know, Fresno is such a great spot, and they've been doing really well in the USL. Um, there's just so much that goes into it that we, you know, when it comes to the tax and finances, and that we don't really under even understand. Um, and you know, yeah, the let city me actually prove it.
1: Let's let's have a little fun since we're doing video now. I'm going to um, I'm going to play something just so we can really get the contrast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me do there's, another. There's little no, sp-
0: there's no copyrights with this, right? We're not going to get like FCC so. or whatever is going to. No, come this down is just
1: this is just somebody's um, broke. YouTube video, so I'm not I'm not worried. So here we have uh, USL Championship 2021 stadiums. We've got Patriot points. Patriots Point, uh, which is Charleston Stadium. Oh, They've nice moved. Way. This is what they just moved to, actually. Oh, look at um, that view, though. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, we've got Orange County, which they share – beautiful stadium, which they share with uh, California United Strikers. Like, magnificent. 5,000 um, people. That,
0: that's between five and 10,000. That's what you need, man.
1: Yep. BBVA Field, Birmingham Legion. Another Another beauty. Like, this, you could – mistake this for a low lower league English field uh (laughs) we'll just ignore LA Galaxy 2 they're not really even going to be part of the championship for much longer Mm -hmm. so that doesn't really matter um not a great field this must be a modular field I'm actually not sure but you know it looks good pitch looks good don't Mm -hmm. know how it looks today um Red Bull coming in with something that's not bad for a two team no Uh, it was built in
0: 98 too yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um Pittsburgh Riverhounds, not bad. Uh it's yeah, right know, on the river too. We start to get to Real Monarchs, there, you know, this is I think at their their kind of training facility. Great, like another great stadium, Austin Bold. Austin Bold, that's a nice great. one. Like uh, let me move forward a little bit. Even Hartford, Hartford. Mm-hmm. not bad. And then we've got a literal track around the field here. <laughs> like it just and yeah. you know, let me let me just for emphasis. Yeah, that's the pitch, but this is really the pitch. It,
0: it, it, it's like they didn't want them to play on the actual turf. You know what I mean? So what they did is they tried to lay down other turf on top of the football, and it just it didn't work out, man. It, it really. And I mean, Rowdy Stadium there. Oh, Al Lang, that's such a beautiful stadium. See
1: Tulsa. You know, we got a couple of baseball stadiums, but
0: Colorado, beautiful. There it is. Beautiful. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Like, uh, they did so well with that.
1: San Antonio, Toyota Field, great. I, I love that field. Um, and then, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stop here, but uh, let's see if I can find it quickly. Phoenix Rising there, Stadium. I believe that's a rendering. I know they were in the process of doing a new stadium. I can't quite remember if they're in it now. And then, Lynn you know, family. probably the best stadium in USL. Uh,
0: I, I, I'm not close to Louisville, Louisville. but I am – almost like part of me is like man I really got to get down to Louisville from here in Ohio and support that see see this stadium because it's just unbelievable like it's better than I would say 80% of the MLS stadiums I would really say that I would put my money on saying that's better than 80% of the MLS stadiums um I mean if
1: you want to take into account the fact that uh New England Revolution are still playing in Gillette. Yeah, I, I'd say it's a much more suitable. That, that's stadium just than laughable.
0: That is laughable for an MLS. It is laughable. I, I, I especially one of the original, you know, MLS t- teams to be mm-hmm. still like playing in Gillette. Like it, it's just it. I think it. In all credit to the Revs this season, they're having a great season. For those of you who haven't looked, they're top of the Eastern Conference right now, but. It's so awful to know that like the owners just don't give any, any sort of care for that club to put them somewhere even close to Boston. I mean, for those of you who don't know geography or don't, I should say don't know geography. For those of you who don't know the geography of Massachusetts, Foxboro on a good day with no little traffic is probably about an hour away from Boston. Mm hmm. Half the time Revs have games, the train doesn't even run to Gillette Stadium. Right, yeah. Half the time. So you have to either figure out a way to drive. The majority of people who I would say are soccer fans in the Boston area around college age, and maybe they don't have a car in the city because they live in the city with public transportation. And it's just, it's unfortunate. The environment would be so much better if the Revs had that. Um, that's my TED Talk uh, we want to move on we can move on because i mean yeah, too worked up
1: let's move on they I, I think they have rescheduled um i'm trying to find the date I, I had it earlier today um but i believe they are
0: rescheduling that so cool that's um, good I, i'm excited on. i'm excited for it let's the, move the, on the, to another fun. farce because <laughs> we've got all of them today this is the the touchline takes farce wacky show So
1: NISA is not immune to uh, these sort of things. As we've seen uh, in the last month or so, they've struggled to get games streaming, which I mean, that kind of made me lose a little bit of my momentum for watching Mm -hmm. the league. Because Mm -hmm. now, like I I didn't search for games for probably a couple weeks just because I kept seeing that they weren't going to be streaming them. So it just felt kind of pointless. But we're not talking about that. I think an even bigger miss on their part was uh, between New Amsterdam FC and uh, L.A. Force. They were playing on L.A. Force's field. And I think around the 60th minute, mm-hmm. no lights.
0: Too Somebody dark. forgot to pay the light bill. That's why
1: They had to end the game. And I think most people would have come away from that being okay with it. Now, uh, they would have been OK with it, I think, if they had either rescheduled or planned on finishing the game the next day. No. They just ended the game and gave L.A. Force the win. They were up 2 zero, <laughs> but the game wasn't over, and they just handed it to him. I, I don't. and they're I don't the know ones without went.
0: the lights, too. They were the ones without right?
1: exactly like what i mean our team's just gonna start turning their lights off and going oh sorry well we have the lead so we get three points right, <laughs> right.
0: forgot to put it on our credit card this this month so uh looks like we're going home now that that's that's foolish like yeah i mean between that in nisa and the usl with the oakland roots whole fiasco like this isn't a time these lower leagues like need to have these things happening especially when you have you know the mls breathing more and more down their necks at times like if if they want to be looked at i guess you know as legitimate in i mean i shouldn't say it that way if they want like people you know the mls people to be looking at them as legitimate these sort of things can't happen like i mean it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. And then, like you said, to go, to go even farther, if not even bother to reschedule, uh, because how long does the Nietzsche season go? Like they still got months left in that they've, season, well, right? They've
1: got, they've got the spring season and then they got the fall season. Fall so season, I actually yeah. think we're, we're running up on the close of the spring season. Um, I believe, I'm not even gonna say I, I should know this by now, but the thing is they keep changing things
0: right and, and with this last year too like with i th-
1: think they're getting close to the playoffs right now uh let me just for my sake uh they are <laughs> let me let me see this is so convoluted uh they are they are uh uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> Bro, i have no clue um <laughs> there's somewhere I, I in so season, right? like there was playoff talk like two games in um i i love nisa for what they're doing but it's confusing i think even the biggest nisa fans will say it's confusing it doesn't make a lot of sense there's you know a new cup every year and they don't continue it they have continued the independent cup i think as we mentioned a couple weeks back which is nice because the u.s open cup was canceled right um Regardless, I think it's just unprofessional, you know, like they're calling themselves a professional league and Mm -hmm. they're trying to compete with USL league one, but they're finishing games early because they don't have light. Like this is worse than some Sunday leagues. Like and it, it, (laughs) it just gives the league an overall amateur feel and specifically giving the victory to, um, LA force after that made it seem even worse. Um, Now, I I think some people are still trying to figure out what exactly uh, like happened. And uh, the Protagonist podcast actually did a little piece on this. So um, you can go to ProtagonistSoccer.com and really read into a detailed um, kind of account of of what exactly occurred. Uh, Now, and the kind of gist of it, um, which I would say is, You know, you should still read the entire article. It was a for safety reasons type thing, and that's why it was (laughs) stopped for the darkness. Um, Right. uh, ah. I guess that's okay, and it's kind of embarrassing that that's the answer they went with,
0: but... I mean, did they give any answer of, like, why they wouldn't reschedule, or... Because it's Mm. so late in the season, or they just kind of said, here you go, LA Force? my,
1: My guess, although... I feel like they still could have done it the next day. My guess is that it's just this is a not very deep pockets league, and this right. is a coast to coast game,
0: yeah, New York and l a yeah,
1: probably costs quite a bit of money just to to get the teams there. So I don't know, man. it's um it's it's giving me pause on this league and the leadership that there is or lack thereof. but you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm still supporting it. i'm I'm hoping that. Things just keep getting better. There are growing pains. There are growing pains with MLS. I mean, MLS right. in their first couple of years of existence had teams fold. Um, Tampa Bay Mutiny and uh, uh, Miami Fusion, just to name a couple. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we got to give them time. Um, and, yes, yeah, just overall a weird situation, and I kind of just hope that they can p- put it behind them, move on, come back stronger next year. You know, as as we've talked about, um flower city fc is supposed to be joining the league i think potentially syracuse as well which would be a nice little upstate new york contingent
0: um so you know there's there's more on the horizon
1: right. Maryland bobcats they, have been good
0: yeah no maryland's going to be an exciting one they they have they're another team that's great at marketing and sort of has a lot of kind of momentum around them maryland's going to be a really cool team to see in nisa and there's a lot of great movement with clubs coming in. It's just they need to stop these things from happening. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Carl, uh, what's next on the list? Um, Euros, we've been watching a Euros. lot of that. has been exciting.
0: Yeah, Euros is – it's weird because, like, I've watched a lot and I'm, like, watching some of these games and I'm like, wow, like, the Czech Republic is really good. Like, they have some really good players. Like, wow, yeah, Austria. Is, what's
1: his name? Schick?
0: Yeah. Patrick Schick. Yeah. And he's real good. He, his goal. Has,
1: oh my God. Okay. Wait. A, um, <laughs> yeah. If you didn't see this, people go on YouTube immediately. Pause the podcast. I don't care. Close out of the podcast. Go look up Patrick, Patrick, Schicks. Is it Patrick it, Schicks
0: 50 yard goal. Unbelievable. Like the the thing was a missile, man. Like it was yeah. like it was shot out of a rocket launcher. And I think my favorite part, and and poor Welsh goalkeeper, or Scottish goalkeeper, sorry, that got caught in the net. Because, like, he had, and he wasn't even that far off his line. Like, for those of you who have seen it who are just watching it now, like, it's not like he was in a bad position. It was just an unreal goal that had so much whip, so much dip, and so much pace to it. Like, it's one of the craziest things I've seen all Euros. Um, Do you think
1: I can show it? without us oh being, we
0: might we might get in trouble with the was it dma or something like that uh,
1: i mean it's ESPN FC, but is this like fair use
0: <laughs> i have no
1: idea. I, I mean come on how how does the uh how does the react if, economy if, work you know react if, 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 if you can find this? it
0: on like you know tudn um the the mexican broadcast we might be able to um espn yeah, you know. i worry about a little bit more It'll Man. probably get, you're right.
1: It'll probably get flagged, but I'll I'll just point everyone to go. It's on, it's on YouTube. Just type in mm-hmm. um, Patrick Schick. That's, I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. You'll you can
0: figure it out. Uh, goal of Czech the Czech Republic, Czech yeah. Republic goal of the tournament, whatever, whatever one you want to do. It, it It was an unbelievable goal. And Cam- I'm, I'm staring at this bracket right now. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you who's going to win. Like, Obviously, Germany still looks like crap. Like, I'll Italy's be honest been amazing. with you. Italy's been amazing. I would say right now Italy's probably my pick. I feel like France are, France are vulnerable. Um, I actually, I'm going to call it right now, I wouldn't be surprised to see Switzerland beat France. Really? I, I feel like if Switzerland can take them, you know, if it's a 1-1 game. If it's a 1-1 game going into extra time, I feel like Switzerland pulls it out either on penalties or in extra time. Mm-hmm. Spain... Like, Spain for the last decade, since they won the Cup, I feel like has just fallen off the cliff. Like, they just haven't looked good, so I I feel like Croatia is better. But you look at this one side of this bracket, and I'll just explain it to you guys. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, on the left side of the bracket, you have Belgium, Portugal, Italy, Austria, France, Switzerland, Spain, Croatia. That's just on one side of this Euro um, knockout last 16 bracket. On the other side, you have Sweden, Ukraine, England, Germany, Netherlands, Czech Republic, Wales, Denmark. It's like whoever wins this England-Germany game, I mean, all depending on what happens with the Netherlands there, possibly has a cakewalk, in my opinion, to the finals. Like like you want to be on this side of the bracket right now because you know we we could be looking at a Spain France or Spain Switzerland or Croatia Croatia France you know last eight we could be looking at a Italy Portugal or Italy Belgium last eight like that's a match that could be a final and yet we're we're gonna get them in you know the the second knockout round it's uh it, it's set up pretty well to, you know, be an exciting Euros. I don't think Portugal will win it again, but I've been wrong before. Just like I'll probably be wrong. Yeah, about this I think France they've got.
1: Game. I think they've got the talent to do it. Um, you, you know, they've got they've got the youth between uh, Diogo Jota and um, Joao Felix, and then obviously Cristiano Ronaldo has mm. continued to sh- to show that he is still capable of leading the charge. Um, right. currently top scorer in the competition he's unbelievable. five goals I hate um, to say
0: it he's unbelievable
1: yeah but you know it, it's Italy hasn't conceded a single goal so far um, they've been so always good. been known for I would say their defensive prowess um, you know you got Cialini, um, Bonucci who have you know kind of led that line for a long time um mm-hmm. So they they've been known for their defense and they've definitely but shown that they, this tournament. They've but, been so
0: explosive this this tournament though. Like they they yep. they're playing an attacking style of you know football that's exciting. And I and I mean I feel like that's the whole tournament. I can't remember off the top of my head right now what group they were in, but just they, they've looked fantastic so um they were in a group
1: but- with uh wales switzerland and turkey which i you know i think typically if people looked at wales in that group they'd say all right that's an easy opponent but wales have proven that um they they've made do with with what they have and they've made do <laughs> pretty well um turkey has kind of hasn't has struggled you know for the last couple of years that might be a result of you know their their league being um you know, sort of paying for a premium for foreign talent rather than developing um, domestic talent. It's hard
0: to say. Um, They have so many young players too that it's just, you know, I think everybody was shocked to see them come into the Euros. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people expected them to be a dark horse, but they just look like starstruck. You know, I I feel like a, a lot of those players had never played at this type of like level before this type of kind of like atmosphere. So...
1: Yeah, so it's, you know, um, they, but they I th- they think they still had a, a decently tough group and they came out on top.
0: Right. Um,
1: my, you know, my kind of, I think I would have to say all it's going to take is a turn in form for Germany to um, turn things around. England have not looked perfect. Uh, they obviously <laughs> had that tie against Scotland, so – that, I love that. I love that. Southgate is Scotland. awesome. Beautiful.
0: Man. Southgate is so bad. And I, I follow so many like English, like pundits and, you know, um, English soccer fans, football fans. Um, and they absolutely hate Southgate. I don't think there's a person yeah. in the UK or in England. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a listener in England, that doesn't like Southgate. Like he... You mean just, that...
1: that- does like so you said doesn't like just to clarify yes yeah
0: so I don't think there's a person that does like Southgate okay Um, yeah so it's uh, I don't know he just doesn't play the style that that team should be playing and it's a very boring basically what I watched for Tottenham all of this past year Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like Harry Kane is either still dealing with some nagging injury he hasn't looked like he's been in great form.
1: Yeah, he was pulled um, off in the last game what in like the 60 something minute.
0: Something like that. So Marcus Rashford went on. Who who knows? I I I feel like Germany's probably going to end up in the final somehow. I do like Netherlands. I think the Netherlands are a good squad. They're seeing their resurgence after missing the World Cup. Man, he's he's been he is a different player when he plays for that
1: national team and he's oh, just yeah. proven it time and time again. Um, he's not a pure goal scorer for Liverpool and he hasn't been. Um, <laughs> I think his last but now he's going to
0: PSG or he, Barcelona he has is. a
1: chance. He has a chance of, uh, dumping in some goals, but, uh, yeah, he's been great. Going Barcelona. Uh, Frankie Diong, I've, I've loved to watch him play off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Memphis Depay hasn't, you know, really done much, but I, you know, they've got a, they've got a good squad. It's got some youth to it. I think you've got a good point with that. Um, you know, I think France obviously still has a chance to, to turn things around, but um, yeah. right now, I mean, I'm really looking at Italy and I'm, you know,
0: I, I'm not counting out Germany yet either. So those I, are my, I,
1: those are my two favorites.
0: I, I, I think Italy, it'll be Italy, Germany in the final. Okay. I do. I, I can right. put, I can put some money on that. I can give you guys my account number, routing number. You can send it all to it. Um,
1: you heard it here first. Um, if you want to steal all of Carl's money. <laughs>
0: this is the way to do it. it. Uh, um,
1: so I guess that's, do you think that's enough on the Euros? Cause I think. I, I think so.
0: I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to talk about. Um, all the best to Christian Erickson. What a horrifying and shocking sure. thing we, that we was. We didn't to even see. give that
1: a moment, but I, I agree. Yeah, we should, we should mention that. Um, if you didn't catch it. And honestly, it was a little painful how how long they uh so christian erickson he had a um
0: geez i'm totally cardiac did arrest. he go into
1: cardiac arrest was that what it was
0: yep had a, uh, he, yeah he had he was his his heart stopped
1: yeah essentially and like right on the side of the field he just collapsed um medical staff immediately ran over his teammates did an amazing job of shielding him um, the only thing, and I think the the people that have gotten the most criticism were the broadcasters who spent way too much time um, filming hey. him, as well as his wife, which I thought was, or girlfriend. I'm actually not sure their relationship. Um, way too much time, I think, filming her in particular. It's just mm-hmm. don't don't put somebody like that on international TV in one of their worst moments. Yeah, um, but luckily, as we saw, as he was coming off the field, he was conscious. Um, and then he he's, was he's in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be so. tough for him to be able to um, probably be able to play at the same capacity. I, yeah. That was kind of a similar thing to not quite the same, but um, Iker Casillas kind of went through a similar, um, a similar moment where he realized he had a condition and um, that kind of limited his, his playing after he um, left Real Madrid. Right. So, um, you know, I, I hope he makes a full recovery and I hope he's 100%. capable of continuing on, but um, definitely a scary
0: situation. For sure. No, I absolutely, you know, wish him all the best as a Tottenham fan. You know, I Christian Erikson's deep in my heart, you know, and so uh, it was definitely a scary thing, especially to watch live. Like I just makes you feel so sick to your stomach, like yeah. in it it just kind of was, you know, shocking. Like I, it almost doesn't feel real when you see those things happen. And, you know, it's it's absolutely amazing. All praise to the medical staff for what they did to be able to, you know, it's fascinating that medical staff, 99.9% of the time, you know, just stands there on, you know, on Mm -hmm. the pitch, on the side of the pitch, not doing anything every single game. And, you know, that 0.1% that they have to come out and they have to do something to save somebody's life. They were able to do it. Um, and just one other, you know, sort of quick thing about the euros. How awesome is it to see these full capacity stadiums, man? I mean, I
1: think I I remember you talking about it a while back, um, mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, like the crowd noise being pumped in the games and how just like, that was, it's great to see it in a uh, very real capacity. Right. Um, and yeah, no, I it just it makes me feel whole again. Um mm-hmm. the only thing I wanted to mention that was kind of an, another little negative side. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go right for it because it's it's useless avoiding this topic. Um UEFA yeah. did not allow Bayern Munich to um to display a a kind of like a, a pride um I don't, I don't know what, what to say. Like their, their stadium lighting like right. around the outside of Allianz stadium was mm-hmm. a kind of homage to, to pride month. It was a, uh, a rainbow and UEFA was not going to allow them or did not allow them to do that um, because of their upcoming match with Hungary. I believe Hungary. I think yep. that was kind of the, the reason for it. They've got a, um, a fairly um, anti LGBT um, government in place right now. And it's, it's just, it's, it's sad, you know, like it's, we've kind of seen some hypocrisy with FIFA over the past couple um, months. I would say, you know, there's, I'm not going to say what the phrase is, but um, there's this chant that Mexico has been known. The Mexican national team fans have been known to um, use and it's a, uh, it's a slur against um, it's a, it's a homophobic slur. And um, you know, FIFA has come at them hard yet um here we have fifa not allowing a um a a you know celebration of pride mm-hmm. um we have fifa allowing a world cup to be hosted in a country where gay people have no rights right. um and even worse you know they're they're imprisoned um or or worse so it's just disgusting to see that kind of thing from fifa i mean i it's, think pretty obviously we can say that they're just they're caving to sponsors and power players, but sad, man.
0: It, 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 I, I just, and excuse me for this, but it's complete bullshit on their part. They, they, they come out with this stuff that they don't want to be political. It's like by making these decisions, you're making it political. Mm-hmm. It is unfortunate how celebrating, you know, Pride Month has become such a political statement. Right. You know, in this world, in these cultures. It's so unfortunate, and i mean you' you right, like is making they're okay
1: with they're okay with players kneeling right which is which has been a whole debacle in itself i mean we've we've seen uh teams get ridiculed by right. their own fans i mean they, right England right yeah yeah getting booed for taking a knee when some of right. their their best players are black it's like I'm sorry, do you not what What's what's the problem with them just taking a knee for a second? I, I read a whole article. I think I was texting you about this. That um, mm-hmm. you know, when when interviewed, a lot of these people said, "Oh, it's because it's a Marxist organization." And I'm like, I, "Where are you? Like, what?" Facebook. That's not it's been on Facebook. That's not why the English players. <laughs> like, I bet if you asked all of the English players, they're not kneeling because they're in support of a Marxist organization. They're kneeling because they're in support of racial equality. Like you can push into black lives matter as much as you want and dig into that and say, Oh, well, you know, there are people within the organization that are Marcus, Marxist. That's not the point of why they're kneeling. No. Like say what you want about that. They're kneeling for racial equality. And if you're booing I, I, that, you know, it, it, you're a terrible
0: person. It, it, it was just a whole mess of things this past week when it comes to that for UEFA too. And it all revolved around the German team, right? Because Manuel Neuer, they were saying that he can't wear his pride captain band. Yeah. Like it, a, a colorful rainbow captain pr- band, you know, that right. was the pride flag. They were basically telling him, hey, don't wear it and then they got so much pushback that that we were finally like okay like you can wear it like we oh we never told him he can't wear it like and all this excuse stuff it's just a bunch of hypocrisy from them and you know again they they say they don't want to be political but by doing this they're making their own political statements to it um so
1: and confusing ones at that
0: exactly so
1: well Carl, uh, <laughs> should we we need to find something to, to end this on a, a positive right on note. a on a happy <laughs> note? Um we had kind of this this is where we meant to end, but we didn't um we weren't really like this was not in our this. Our, no. our notes that we were gonna go on this tangent, but it was totally necessary. No. I so, think so.
0: Uh, it it has to be brought up and talked about. So yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we did. Um but you know for for all of you listening, we thank you as always. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, know how we can end this on a positive oh, note. How can uh, we do it?
1: I, Carl, uh, this sh- will be posted tonight. I am. I am giving everyone my guarantee. You know, thank you. Promise. Well, to the well they don't know here. what
0: day tonight is. Uh, just so you know, uh, it is June twenty third. It is right now eight thirty five p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So June twenty third. So I will be
1: posting this tonight. Uh, Maybe late, but it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on all the podcast channels. Um, So I feel confident in saying uh, you will also see in your feed as well as on YouTube an interview with the GM of El Paso Locomotive, Uh, Andrew Forrest. So definitely check that one out.
0: Awesome, um, we got awesome a lot of guy. good
1: insight into how that club is run, kind of the ideas behind um, how that club originated,
0: some of their mm-hmm. connections
1: with FC Juarez, um, just their, their general focus on the community, uh, their focus on the field. Uh, a lot of good info in there. Great guy. Um, he really you know cares about developing the game. So check that out.
0: Definitely, um, all aboard, everybody, onto the locomotive train because this—it's a really awesome interview, and for all of you, and hopefully, you people who are listeners, you know, are interested in the USL and lower leagues. Like this is one you're not going to want to miss because he is—he's someone that's passionate about this, and you know, there are plenty of people across the USL, across NISA, that are passionate. Um, But to hear it firsthand really gives you, you know, a deeper insight into, you know, that passion and what they're doing for the community and what they're doing for the club um, and what they're doing for the game here in the United States.
1: Totally agree, man. Well, Hey, another great podcast. I think we fit just about as much in as we could. Possibly. Um, Yeah. Once again, if you've stuck around with us this deep into the pod, right, we see the statistics. So we know it's, um, not many, but hey, if you did,
0: <laughs> we appreciate you. The few, the and proud, the few. right? Yep. The Touchline Takes listeners. Yep. So, <laughs> Cameron, it's been real. I will be expecting this podcast tonight. And so um, all the pressure's on you. No, yep. but um, of course, how we always end it, you know, follow us on Twitter at, touch late, t- at Touchline Takes. Touch, we didn't change the twitter i promise at touchline takes um follow us on instagram it is what at touchline underscore takes I takes <laughs> it's a, guys, we, we, we took for, great we, with our instagram we, we, we took we, forever to get it up and running and we haven't, really been we posting haven't posted in on. like a month um, we're gonna try to get on it um cameron and i are getting old you know, we're getting past that age of Instagram. Um, so we're trying to figure it out. If you, any of you guys have any tips. Yeah, anything. I forgot how to use it. Somebody, tell yeah. me. Oh. no, I, I have no idea how to use Instagram anymore. Um, once but, I, once I got course. to the age of 25, I was actually issued a government mandated phone again. So <laughs> right. I just- and, and you had to sign a release that said no more Instagram past mm-hmm. 8 PM on weekdays. Um, so hopefully we can get posting a little bit more for that, but just type in touchline takes instagram on google will pop up that's us um and of course follow our new youtube account as well um we're gonna be trying to post a lot more there on youtube get these videos out kind of you know get faces to this awesome podcast you Mm -hmm. always listen to and uh if you don't like our faces please just keep the comments to yourselves Um, or just
1: go back to the audio podcast it's fine
0: right (laughs) i know i'm all right (laughs) Cameron you're beautiful to me this has been another fantastic podcast thank you guys for listening and um, we'll be back at it again I'll see you later man see you later